For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney+. How are you now? How are you now? Montreal Canadiens are still winless in the preseason, folks. Are we worried yet? No, we're not, because we're talking about practice. I've said it so many goddamn times now. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice, not the game that actually matters. We're talking about practice. Hello and welcome to another special non-numbered preseason episode of the bottom six minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and folks that one was entertaining. Five to four the Ottawa Senators defeat the Montreal Canadiens at the Bell Center. Uh, I gotta say before I get into a a quick little recap of that game um, I will take five four losses all year long. I know that that could get very rough after a while just watching them lose over and over again. But if they're going to lose a lot, I would much prefer that the losses come like that. With a lot of goals, you know, high scoring. I don't care if it's high scoring on both sides. Um, and a lot of events to talk about. A lot of opportunity for some young players to, to show what they can do. And in this one, we got a little bit of everything. You know, started out the game. And uh, let's get into the recap. Started out with a bullshit cross-checking call. David Savard kind of just pushes on the back of, I think it was Drake Batherson. And, um, I mean, if, if that's a cross-check, we're in for a very long fucking season, folks. Because that happens, I don't know, 15, 20 times per game. You're never going to see five-on-five five hockey if they keep calling that. Sure enough, they did not keep calling it in that game. For whatever reason, they were trying to get a handle on things early. It didn't work. Things still got a little bit hairy later on in the game anyways. But, of course, uh, they go to a, the Senators go to a power play. And, yeah, it was um, very quick. Alex DeBrincat gets probably the easiest goal of his life. God damn it, that guy can shoot the puck. Why Chicago traded him will continue to elude me for the rest of my life. Uh, but it's one nothing for the Senators. And that was all she wrote for the first period. Uh, but we did get a Arbor Jack guy fight. Uh, he fought some fella that his name I cannot remember. Uh, but it was a pretty good fight. Uh, two heavyweights, Arbor Jack guy, I give him the win by decision. Not a knockout. 
which is what you know he we we know that's what he's looking for but give him the win by decision pretty pretty good effort from him but that's how the first period would end right one nothing for the Sens. second period we start getting a little bit more action Early in the period, uh, Claude Giroux kind of just goes to the net with his stick on the ice. A uh, bit of bad defense there by Jordan Harris and Uri Slavkovsky combined. Slavkovsky looked like he was going to follow Giroux down into the slot, and then he just kind of let up. And Harris, for whatever reason, just went all the way over to the other side of the ice and completely forgot about taking on his side. So you don't want to leave Claude Giroux open. He goes to the net, gets the puck, puts it right in. However, the Montreal Canadiens mount themselves a little comeback in the second period. Nick Suzuki, he's on the far side boards, uh, the right side of the ice, and uh, coming in on the right wing, just absolutely dangles two different players, one of them being Jake Sanderson, uh, who the Senators believe is the next great thing on the blue line for them, and puts a beautiful pass over to Yoel Armia. He snipes and makes it 2-1, to one, and then seconds later, not very long afterwards, Jake Evans puts a perfect pass into the slot. David Savard started that whole play in his own zone, Comes out, joins the rush, drives the net, and it's right on his stick, and he puts it in, and it's 2-2. Two to two. Let's go. But, of course, it does not last very long. Just a really weird point shot by Tyler Mott through traffic. Completely fooled Samuel Montembeau and made it 3-2. to two. And that was the end of the second period. Now let's get into the third. Going to be honest with you, I can't remember which one of their dickheads scored the 4-2 goal, but the Ottawa Senators went up 4-2. to two. That's not very nice of me to call him a dickhead. I'm sure he's not a dickhead, but he's a dickhead. So it's 4-2 to two for the Senators. However, once again, the Montreal Canadiens start to mount themselves a little bit of a comeback. They get a late power play. Nick Suzuki, again, getting involved, throws an insanely beautiful pass up from the point, down across, so we get lateral movement on it and everything, over to Cole Caulfield in, this, uh, in the face-off circle. And you know, Cole Caulfield, lateral movement, he's getting the shot, he scores. It is 4-3, to three, but the comeback is a big old nope. Caden Gooley flubs a pass. Drake Batherson gets in on a 2-on-0 with, I think, Shane Pinto or some other guy. Uh, but anyways, they score. They make it 5-3, to three, but wait. The comeback's still on. Arbor Jackeye... This time, getting it done with his stick instead of his fists, just rips a sneaky little wrister from the point, goes upstairs, and makes it 5-4. to four. Rally caps are on. Are the Habs going to get their first win of the preseason? No, they're not. That is the final score, 5-4 to four for the Ottawa Senators. But, as I've said so many damn times throughout these podcasts, we talking about practice. So what did we learn? <clears throat> there is no losing. There's only learning. Right? You win or you learn. What did we learn? Well, Nick Suzuki's first game, I mean, his first action whatsoever. I mean, we've only really seen clips of him skating at practice, and he looks ready to go. I mean, those dangles that he put on in the second period to create that uh, that that first goal, and then the pass that he threw over to Cole Caulfield in the third period, oh, chef's kiss on that one. Um, wasn't his best game ever. Uh, I definitely have seen him play better games, but if if that's going to be you know a mediocre game from him is where he puts on two beautiful displays of skill um, and has two points, uh, I'll take it this year. I'll definitely take it this year. I think him and Cole Caulfield are going to have potentially. I, I think they're going to have career years, despite the fact that the, the Habs are definitely not going to have a career season um, or a franchise altering season. It's it's going to be a really good year for those two. 
So your silver lining of the night is Nick Suzuki does not look any worse for wear from whatever injury it was that he had. I think it was something with his hand. I'm not positive. Um, I could be wrong about that. I could be talking out of my ass right now. But he had some kind of an injury that held him out up until now, and he looks no worse for wear. He looks ready to go. He looks in shape. He's skating well, and he's dangling people. So keep your eyes peeled, folks. I think I think we're going to have a fun time with those two playing together. Um the mediocre news, right? So the, the mediocre lining to the game, uh, they did try Uri Slavkovsky on that line with Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki. And look, folks, I do think that he has the capable capability of playing on that line in the future. I don't think he's ready right now. I was talking about it with Scott Matla from Eyes on the Prize, and he looks like he's just you know, a step off. And it's not that he's too slow. Um, it's just that he, he seems to think that he has more time than he actually does sometimes. There was one play where he came in on the right-hand side um, and he kind of turned towards the boards, like almost as if he thought the boards were further away than they are. So I wonder if it's still a bit of an adjustment for him getting used to the small ice. I see a lot of potential in him, but I don't think that he's quite ready for it. I think they got to let him cook in Laval for a little bit before they bring him up. I think that's the smartest thing to do. And if they don't want to let him cook in Laval, if they really, really, really want him in Montreal, well, you know what? I don't think that's a smart idea. If you want to keep him away from Laval for whatever reason, then send him back to Finland. Let him have one more year there. We're not expecting to win right now anyways. Don't rush this kid. There's zero reason to rush him. I just think he needs a little bit more time. But the reason that I'm saying Laval as my pick personally, rather than going back to Finland, is because, again, what I'm seeing out there is a guy who thinks he's got more time and more space than he actually does, which tells me he needs to get used to that small ice. I think you give him a month, maybe two months in Laval, he might be ready because we're seeing improvements. He was very good in this game. He wasn't bad. It's just, it's it's not quite there. If he had, you know, gone on a tear there, if he had scored two goals on their line, I think you might be able to make a case of, well, Let's let him cook with those two, and let's see if he can get used to the small ice with those two. But we didn't really see it. So for for me, I think at this point I'm ready to say, let's let him go to Laval. Let's give it a month, reevaluate, and give it another month if he needs it, and then reevaluate. Give it a third month if he needs it. We don't have to rush this kid. We got to take our time. I say we as if I'm part of the decision. We all know that if I yell about things enough on this podcast, eventually they happen. It might take a couple of weeks. It might take a couple of months. It might take a couple of years. But eventually they do what I'm asking them to do, don't they? We got we got a few different people fired with that exact same method. So we're going to keep at that method. And I'm going to repeat it one more time. I think you're at, Slavkovsky should go to Laval for the time being and then we reevaluate moving forward. Aside from that, Arbor Jackai. We got to talk about him. I love this kid. He's just a lot of fun. He gets in fights. He definitely acts like the sheriff out there, which I think we've all bestowed upon him as his nickname so far. Um, And he can chip in offensively as well. I do think, and I've said this before, he's got a bit of an issue with taking some dumb penalties at times. But I, I think you need a guy like that on this team. And I think he stands a pretty damn good chance of playing games for the Montreal Canadiens this season. I'm looking at the defense. Right, So Arbor Jack, Caden Gooley, he had a good game as well. He had that one pass that he flubbed. I think that was a fluke. I don't think that's something that's going to happen very often. Um, you got those two, and you got Jordan Harris. 
from what I can tell right now, just me sitting in my armchair watching the games, I think that Gooley and Jacki have the inside track to get on the team out of the youngsters. I don't know if there would be space for Harris in that case. Maybe they make space for Harris. We haven't heard anything about Joel Edmondson yet. What's going on with his injury? When is he going to be ready? Is he going to be ready? We have no idea. All I can say is I think at least one, maybe two of those guys, Jacki, Harris, and Gooley, are going to start the year with Montreal. And right now, after watching that game, I lean a little bit more towards Arbor Jacki. He's a mean physical presence. He can chip in offensively. He skates well. He moves the puck pretty well. And those issues, those small issues, like where he chases hits sometimes and when he takes those dumb penalties, those are going to get rooted out of his game. I don't think that Martin Saint-Louis is going to tolerate that very long. If he keeps doing it, if he can't show a little bit of improvement on those fronts, then they'll send him down to Laval. You know, it's not rocket science. It's not rocket appliances, folks. And... Um, I really enjoy watching him. I really enjoy watching him, and uh, I'd like to see at least a couple of regular season games um, before he gets sent to Laval. And that brings me to another guy, which I've talked about him before. I've had some people talk some shit to me on the internet over suggesting it, but Owen Beck, who today signed his entry-level contract with the Montreal Canadiens, meaning there is a possibility that we see him play some games for the Montreal Canadiens. And folks, I'd love to see it. I do think that he's got to go back to Mississauga and play another season in the OHL. But you can keep him. You can give him nine games without burning a year of his ELC and send him back down. I don't know whether or not they would actually do it. I don't know if they'll even give him one. But he's got the ELC now, and it's possible. And what I had said... When I watched him at the rookie tournament and then in the red and white game and then throughout the preseason as well, I've said it numerous times at this point, I think he's capable of playing legitimate minutes in an NHL game right now. It's not the smartest thing to keep you know a second-round pick that you just picked in the most recent draft all year on a team that's probably going to be dog shit uh, because that's probably not going to help his development. But I do think giving him a little taste of NHL action wouldn't be so bad. You watch him again in this game against the Senators, man. He's just he's in the right place at the right time constantly. He's making good plays. The offense is is just right there, man. He, it's just a little bit of fine tuning. I want to give him that taste before they send him back, just because because I think that number one they've given him that vote of confidence now, so he's going back with a little bit more ammunition, a little bit more motivation to really crush it in the OHL. But I want to give him that taste too. I want him to see what a regular season NHL game is like. So when he goes back, he has that context because he's a very smart player. He, If you give him that context, he's going to go back to the OHL and he's going to think about that constantly. He's going to think about that one or that two or those three games that you gave him. And he's going to know exactly what he needs to improve upon. And a kid like that, with his intelligence on the ice, I really like his chances uh, to make the necessary adjustments and get to the NHL as soon as possible. This guy could be an undeniable member of the Montreal Canadiens as early as next year. I, and I, I'm not you know, pumping his tires when I say that. It's, it's a surprise. I watched him in the OHL last year, and I liked him a lot. I was hoping that the Habs would draft him, but I thought he was two, three years away. He's not. I really think he could jump as early as next year. Um, and that's why I'd like to give him that taste this year. Let him let him see exactly what it is that he's going to be dealing with so that he can try to make some adjustments. Would be a smart idea. Do they have the space to do it? 
don't know. They might have to make some moves before that happens, but um, we'll see. I'm going to cut it off there because we're going to go over 15 minutes yet again. Um, ooh. Yeah, definitely over 15 minutes. So, uh, c'est une grosse soirée pour les employés de soutien. Uh, we are on Spotify, Google Play. We're on Apple, on Megaphone. I am on Twitter, at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I'd appreciate it very much. I got highlights on there, and I have highlights usually every game. Anyways, thank you, as always, for listening. And, of course, à la prochaine. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.